Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. You have probably heard about Apple trying to kill passwords with their new passcase for Safari. It was unveiled as a part of the recent WWDC 2022 keynote, and it looks super cool. Well, maybe not as cool as Craig Federighi running in slow motion, but it's certainly up there, because it allows you to log on with Face ID or Touch ID instead of typing out your password. But there is one more thing that Apple has in store for us. We all know that all it takes to be a human on the internet is to click on I am not a robot and you are done. At least that's how it started. Now we need to solve puzzles, identify objects, or even solve math equations. The question is, when will it end? Turns out Apple had enough as well and plans to kill CAPTCHA once and for all by creating a new open standard called Private Access Tokens, or PAT. Private access tokens can prove if HTTP requests are coming from users by looking at device patterns. All of that is happening in the background without the user noticing a thing. So, how does it actually work? When the user accesses a server over HTTP using iOS or macOS device, the web server requests tokens using a new HTTP authentication method called private token. These tokens are cryptographically signed with the fact that a client passed the attestation check. Which means you are who you really are. And on top of that, this check only verifies if the token was signed by the token issuer, but it cannot be linked back to the client. The token issuer needs to be a trusted provider that signs tokens that web server validates later. You are able to test this standard now on two CDNs, Fastly and Cloudflare, where these figure in the role of the token issuer. Other capture providers, web hosting services and CDNs will also be able to run token issuers with Apple devices. And more issuers will be able to join later this year. Note that using private access tokens requires the recently announced iOS 16 or macOS Ventura. Well, here we go with a big update to Angular in the shape of a new major release, V14. There are tons of updates and we only have so much time here on Minified, so let's at least scratch the surface with the most prominent ones and maybe a couple of the interesting ones too. The result of the standalone API request for comments lands in the v14 as we can now streamline authoring of Angular applications by reducing the need for ng modules. In practice, all you need to do is define your components with a standalone true flag, which allows you to add imports directly in your component without an ng module. The team is planning to elaborate on this API and document the use cases and pitfalls of this new model in the upcoming months. So yeah, this feature is in developer preview in this version and not a stable API, which means your mileage may vary and changes may occur. Another big thing hitting the V14 is the result of yet another RFC, which also closes its top GitHub issue, which is strict typing for the Angular reactive forms package. 
This enables safer forms and is especially useful for deeply nested complex cases. And in a nutshell, you now get a TypeScript error when you make a type boo-boo on an attribute in a form group. And to make the migration process easier, running ng-update in previously untyped forms will replace all your form classes with the explicit untyped versions of them, which you can then replace at your own pace. Next up is the streamlining of some best practices. Route now has a title property that lets you add a title to your tab without an additional import, and you can also specify a title strategy to hook into the title logic and compute the title using some hardcore logic. There are also new extended diagnostics, which provide an extendable framework for adding more insight into templates by providing compile time warnings with actionable suggestions. Angular has also been working on improving the debugging experience, and this time around we get a bunch of new runtime error codes thanks to a community contribution. The build optimizer can also tree-shake error messages from production bundles while retaining the error codes, which means the final build is now smaller, but retains all of the information. Nice! There are a couple more small updates, like for example the support for the new TypeScript 4.7 and V14 now targeting ES2020 by default. For the full set of features and, as the Angular team calls them, feature reds, check out the link in the description. We got some exciting news for the Gatsby product portfolio, including some updates to Gatsby Cloud and the Gatsby framework. Gatsby introduces a new script component that can help you with those pesky third-party scripts for analytics or live help that tend to slow down page rendering when they block the main thread. And on top of that, Gatsby Script also has experimental support for PartyTown, a library that relocates script loading into web workers and off the main thread. Another cool new thing is the automatic GraphQL type generation that uses Gatsby's support for TypeScript in order to provide auto-completion support for IDEs of TypeScript developers. When it comes to Gatsby Cloud, the enterprise customers get enterprise builds, which run in enterprise-specific build environment and bring, well, enterprise gains in terms of up to 30% boost and build times. I bet you wish you were an enterprise now. There are many more updates to the Gatsby Cloud, like SOC Type 2 certification and the general availability of image CDN. And the linked article is set to be updated with the new changes regularly, so make sure to bookmark it or follow at GatsbyJS on Twitter for more up-to-date information. And now for some sad news, because GitHub is officially sunsetting its Atom editor. I will never forget the old-timey video that introduced me to this awesome software that was based on the idea that writing extensions should be easy and accessible to anyone. Not to mention that Atom has served as the foundation for Electron, which we now use daily to fill our RAMs up to the brims of their capacities with Slack. Joking aside, this is a tough goodbye for GitHub as well, but I guess it makes sense for them to only focus on supporting only Visual Studio Code and GitHub Code Spaces. Atom is going to be archived on the 15th of December, so farewell, old friend. 
Staying with GitHub for a while longer, they have recently introduced achievements for uh, some reason. These will take up a new space in your public profile and display your accomplishments in the form of nice little badges, and some of them seem to have certain tiers to them as well. And it's not going to be just the Arctic Vault Contributor or Mars Helicopter 2020, so if you had one of these before, there are a lot more of them coming. As for the specifics, well, these are shrouded in mystery for the simple reason of invoking surprise and delight when we discover them. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later!